It's about time you listen to the Shenmue AM2 podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Shenmue AM2 podcast. We're your handsome. <laughs> we're your host, ha- Andrew. I thought you were going to say we're your handsome hosts. <laughs> we are handsome. <laughs> Andrew and Matt. Andrew and Matt. That's us. <laughs> we uh, we messed up a few intros before that, too. I don't know what's wrong with we're us. We're keeping this one. We're keeping it. We're here to review episode seven of the anime. Uh, it's called Future. Why? <laughs> Not sure. The, the, <laughs> the naming of these episodes is a little weird. I almost think the previous episode, which I think was named Dignified or Dignity or something like that, that would have been better for this episode. It would have, <laughs> considering the, the topic of this one. Yeah. Uh, this is another episode. This goes at a brisk pace, mm. but it doesn't cover a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we kind of get stalled at the mall here. Stalled at the mall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, it does not start at the mall, though. It starts with Shenhua reading the prophecy. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> but just, it, it, just know she's doing it the whole time. You're watching Rio adventure. Shenhua is looking at the sky and and uh, you know just committing to memory that that poem again and again and again. It starts at Manmo Temple. Um, I can't. We still. I still never looked up the guy's name, the, the helper there. Uh, but he's kind of mediating, would you say? Yeah. A I little guess. meeting between him and Li Xiaotao. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like speaking for her, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. She's too lazy to speak for herself. <laughs> and Rio doesn't want to fight her. He says he doesn't fight women. Mm-hmm. Um, then immediately gets goaded into fighting a woman. It doesn't take much. <laughs> no, he's like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> She asked for it, even though I don't think she ever does. <laughs> you made her... You, you asked for it on her behalf. <laughs> uh, she... Matt brought it up right as the fight scene started, that will she have her little, like, shadows behind her. Mm. And they did, and I liked that. Yeah. I was uh, worried that they are going to not uh, splurge on the budget for the shadow, <laughs> the shadow movement. <laughs> he takes a few punches, doesn't hit her. He takes a big swing and miss. And then you kind of, they separate for a fraction of a second, and you see Rio, like, the gears are going in his head, and he's gotta, throws in that swallow dive gotta kick. Gotta do my one super move I learned. She, like, matrixes around it, mm-hmm. and then puts him into a pressure point and yeah. says, by poking you behind the ear, and then I can kill him. you. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true. <laughs> if that's a real pressure point? I know it's a pressure point, but I don't know if it would kill you. Only one way to find out. <laughs> Mal! <laughs> Um, I can see, yeah, if she kills you, her and I can still do the podcast. Yeah, I guess. Her name starts with an M, it still works. That's true. Yeah, do oh. um, she t- essentially tells Rio to go home. She, she says, go, I think she says, go back to your country <laughs> or go back to your home country. But either way, it sounds kind of racist. <laughs> A little bit. We don't like your kind around here. <laughs> uh, as he's leaving, he runs into Fang Mei. Were you uh, in a, ever in any doubt that we'd see her? No, I did think we would see her because she's kind of integral to the Zhuing storyline. Mm. Um, I always kind of relate her to Megumi from the first game, but Megumi who, who was cut out, who was cut out, and Megumi doesn't really. There, there is a little scene with her and Nozomi in the first one, if memory serves me correct. 
but I don't think like she, Megumi wasn't necessary in the first one. Hmm. Um, I, I do think Fang Mei is is uh, required for for Shenmue Two. I don't think we're going to see any like of the birthday sequence. Yeah, where you try to become friends with her. I think. Will we see Eileen? Yeah, Eileen's in the preview for the next episode. I oh. didn't watch it, but I saw a still of it. Oh. Um, but we definitely see Eileen. She's a very minor character, though. She's like more minor than Megumi. <laughs> She's like completely missable, isn't she? I'm pretty sure all your encounters with her are like chance encounters. You just have to be at the right spot at the right time. She's required for the duck race. Which is missable. Yeah. Either way, I like her, so I'm glad she's showing up. But what about the the other one? The, the girl from Tomato Convenience? Yeah. Ah, oh, well, there's no way we're getting the duck race, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, we, we haven't even seen to- Tomato Convenience in this series yet, so... We haven't. Mm. But more importantly, we haven't heard... The theme. The theme. I'm trying to think of the theme now. <laughs> especially since you bought merchandise. <laughs> That's what we should have named this podcast. Mm-hmm. Especially since you bought merchandise podcast. Yeah. If only we had a time machine. Which <laughs> we haven't brought up our time machine in a long time. It has one very specific use. <laughs> Uh, so she tells him to, uh, learn the wood or something, wudu, <laughs> um, and suggests going to Guang Martial Arts. Uh, is it, is it Joy that said that? We just watched this. I've only watched this one once. <laughs> uh, no, it's probably the, uh, uh, Xu Ying's mouthpiece there. I think he tells, tells okay, him where yeah. to go. Then he asks him, why is he, why, why are you helping me? And he said, I'm not really helping. He implied he wasn't really helping him. He, I think he was kind of more helping Zhu Ying. Yeah. Stop being so stubborn. Stop being such a robot. <laughs> uh, so he does go to Guang Martial Arts. And it there's no slowdown here. <laughs> it doesn't get all it, it doesn't get all choppy like the Dreamcast version. Um, he meets him. They talk. Uh, he gets into the uh, what's the fellow's name here? Oh, I wouldn't be able to pronounce his name. Uh, but he essentially says that he's you know failed as a, as a teacher because he had a, one student go awry. Which seems like... Very... Why are you still teaching, then? Yeah. If you're so terrible. Yeah, and there's parts of that that don't make sense. <laughs> um, but I think it was more that he knew that Jewing might be involved, and, you know, he doesn't necessarily live up to her standards because he's failed this student. Maybe. I don't know. This seems, it seems like this one guy really affected him. This is like his own personal Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, failing Anakin Skywalker story. <laughs> yeah. You're shaking your head. You don't get it. I don't. <laughs> I don't get it at all. I've never seen Star Trek. Uh. Um, so we get a... Di- the, this is where it kind of diverges from the game a bit. Rio's walking around and he runs into Joy again. And he asks Joy about martial arts, and she's trying to deny whatever. And then she's like, oh, yeah, there's this guy at the Golden Shopping Mall. And She says that, like, just to get a few more seconds of, of his time. <laughs> yeah, she might be crushing on him a bit. I think so. And uh, so he goes to the mall. The mall, the outside of the mall looks very similar to the game. The inside looks pretty much identical mm. to the layout. Except there's, there's actual people in there and moving around and 
Well, I guess sometimes they're static characters, but it just seems more populated than the game. It does, yeah. And the uh, street performer, he's laying there having a nap. Rio wakes him up. They, uh, he asks Rio if he's a yellowhead, which I don't think that happens in the game. No, I think they're introduced later. Well, yeah, they're introduced in the next town. That's name is escaping me. Uh, Yeah, me too now. (laughs) Kowloon. Kowloon, yes. Jeez. (laughs) Uh, So, um, he causes a big scene. He says, Rio, oh, we gotta break this rock. So I was confused by his plan here. Yes. Everybody come around. This kid, who I've never met, is going to break this rock. And if he does, give me uh, money, please. Oh, you broke the rock? I didn't think you'd actually break the rock. So what was the big show for? You expected him to fail and then no one give you money? Like, what was the point of that? Just to embarrass some guy? <laughs> or or was the plan that he didn't think Rio would break it and then he would break it himself? Ah, Maybe? that makes more sense. Yeah? Yeah, that was probably what his plan was. And then he, I think he was bummed that he had to split the money with Rio. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, it cuts to Zhuing again. She's having a flashback, and then Feng Mei interrupts it. She and tries to have a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, <"Ugh." laughs> Feng Mei's like, I swept the garden or something. No, my flashback, <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> uh, but we do get to see that flashback again. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the same one from the game. Uh, yes. Yeah, her calling after her, well, we don't get to... S- find out who it is here, but it's her brother, right? Yeah. Um, we then see Rio and uh, I have his name, Jean Quan Van Damme. <laughs> it's not Van Damme, but I just added that. Uh, we see him and Rio hanging out by the fountain. And it turns out that he sells books, ancient books. Rio seems embarrassed when he starts, like, shouting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, come get your ancient books, blah, 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 vintage books. And Rio's just like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> uh, we then get to the come over guest house. And he's like, you can't stay here for free anymore. It's 30 bucks a night or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. And just because you're friends with Joy, you don't get it for free. I mean, yeah. I think he was uh, more than reasonable letting him stay for free a few nights. He d- That doesn't happen in the game. You start paying right away mm-hmm. in the game. Well, you don't have to pay, do you, in the game? <laughs> no. You can you can skip out on it if you want. Um, so do you think we're going to have uh, part-time jobs in the show? I do, because they wouldn't have introduced the money aspect of it unless they had a reason to. Mm-hmm. But I don't know... I think you're just going to... Joy's going to introduce you to Doolin. You're going to move crates with him a couple times, and that's it. Uh, Matt and I, I mentioned in Matt while we were watching the show, they skipped out on a lot of stuff in Shenmue 1. They skipped out on darts. They skipped out on capsule toys. Mm-hmm. Do Can they get through Shenmue 2 with skipping over Lucky Hit? I don't know. That's like that's like the other one of the other big memes from Shenmue as a series, I think. Like the forklifts, the sailors, and Lucky Hit, I think, are the three big memes that the general wider gaming public might know. So, they might include Lucky Hit. I kind of think they have to. Either that or they're just going to have him fight for money. <laughs> and that he could fight Eileen for money. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know what's what's coming up there. I didn't watch the preview. I just saw a screenshot of it. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched any of the previews yet, other than the one for the first episode. Mm. Um, 
I don't think I have. I may have watched one of the ones for like the second or third, maybe. Uh, so he's speaking with Joy. Um, they go for dinner, and she mentions something about tough cats not always showing their claws. Mm-hmm. And Rio has an epiphany here. Eureka! And he's just like dines and dashes on. Gotta me. go, bye. <laughs> yeah, he's just like. <laughs> Cover my bill. <laughs> and just literally takes off running. He, le- he leaves her some money. Does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did not notice. Yeah, you were right in notes. Um, it might be the last of his money. We don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, he left that money. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even understand the hierarchy of needs. <laughs> Food, shelter. <laughs> um, so he literally runs back to the mall. This is like the third time we're in the mall mm-hmm. in this episode. Um, and the homeless guy or the street performer, he's gonna get beat up. Mm-hmm. And Rio's like, "No, don't fight back! Don't show off your cool moves." Pretty much. <laughs> uh, and he doesn't really. He does fight back a bit, and then the yellow—he's being attacked by the yellowheads too. I, I forgot to mention yeah, that. Who want protection money? So seems like he's been paying them protection money even though he probably could have got away with not doing it he just didn't want to cause trouble so he wouldn't have to use his martial arts so him and Rio have a little heart to heart and he asks Rio to deliver the letter Uh, so Rio takes it back to uh, Guang Martial Arts School delivers the letter learns about the second Wudu, Ji Mm -hmm. which is basically don't show off yeah, don't show off. Don't don't be a, a Johnny Cage. Be a... Um, Liu Kang? Liu Kang, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Rio goes back to Manmo Temple, explains that he understands Ji, and assumes that Li Xiaotao is now going to take him under her wing because he knows about Ji, and she's like, no, <laughs> not doing it, not feeling it. You've only learned two of four. So she doesn't say that, but I mean, they have, you know, that's where it's going. Yeah, they they have a chat. She says she's never going to help him, but then she's like, "Oh, uh, he says something," and I didn't write it down. But uh, then she goes back to the flashback of where what she originally was starting to have the flashback, and he essentially says the same thing that her brother says in the flashback. And she has a bit of an epiphany, and she's like, come with me. They go to her bedroom. They get it on. (laughs) By getting it on, you mean she gives him a little tour. Yeah, she's like, hey, you sleep on this thing. (laughs) Not in my bed. And uh, Fang Mei and the guy from the temple are outside the door creeping. (laughs) It's really weird. So I think they're they're just trying to spy on Zhu Ying, and they want her to kind of open up her humanity more and uh, let people in and not be so closed off. And she just needs human contact. So they're trying to they're trying to play matchmaker here, but not in a romantic sense. I think this episode is really more about her than it is about Rio. I think hmm. it's more about, like you said, her opening up. Um, and those are the two people that interact with her on a daily basis. The, the fellow from the temple and Fang Mei mm-hmm. and they're both they both seem genuinely happy that she's having this metamorphosis almost mm-hmm. of slowly like taking this guy under her wing and that's pretty much where the episode ends other than it does cut to Shenhua staring at the sky yep and what's going through her mind Matt from across the ocean <laughs> blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> um I oh. 
Well, we also forgot to mention Ren. Ren's in there somewhere. Oh, yes, 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 yes. We totally skipped over Ren. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Ren runs into Joy. They know each other. Mm. And when they go, when Rio and the guy, when they're fighting the Yellowheads or whatever, and they run out of the mall, there's an encounter where Ren knows who Rio is. Rio has no idea who Ren is, and he just runs by him, and Ren... I don't even think Ren realized that that was the guy he's looking for. <laughs> he definitely did. How? How would he know? J- just from the description that Joy gave. <laughs> but that's all we get. So, even though that's their first meeting, I hopefully that's not their, like, real first meeting. I want that breaking into the docks, <laughs> fighting the guys, bringing the money or whatever it is to Rio, or to Ren, having to get the lighter... All of that, I, I would. I want some sort of test for Rio to get get to meet Ren at that school. Like mm-hmm. when he f- even like you have to fight Sam and Larry or something too beforehand, don't you? Or yeah, you get to go in so. through the school bus, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, overall, I really like this episode. It story wise, it's kind of like Shenmue Three, where it it tells a necessary thing. It goes at a decent pace, but it doesn't tell much. I I could have done with a, a double speed of this storyline. I could have used like half an episode of this uh, mall guy. Uh, yeah, and I think we're probably going to get two more episodes similar to this yeah. with the other two remaining Wudu. Yeah. Uh, Anything or- with Zhu Ying I really liked in this episode, but all the stuff with the the old master and the, the, the his disciple. Uh, it got a little draggy, especially going yeah. back to the mall. I think it was three times. Yeah. Three or four weird. times. Um, but that's this episode. Um, Previous episode still my favorite. So far for me too, mm-hmm. yeah. But And it's, it's by a fair bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they're playing out because I think where there is so much more episodes or there's going to be more episodes dedicated to Shenmue 2, I... The, not necessarily the details, but like spending time on topics. Like I think we have to spend time on the Wudu mm-hmm. to get to flesh out thirteen episodes. Mm-hmm. So it could be some pacing issues where they breeze through the first game and then are kind of forced to take their time in the second one. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Um, there's still plenty of storyline left for Shenmue Two. Plus, there's Shenmue Two is really almost three games because you have your Hong Kong, then you Kowloon, then you Guilin. Yeah. So we'll see how that all plays out. But not a bad episode by any means, but the last one's still my favorite as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some updates. There is the Kickstarter, I think, is still going for episode or issue two of the Shenmue World. A uh, new Rio statue out. Did you see that? Yeah. Who's? It looks like the old one, just in a different pose, kind of. Who, who's doing it? It's not the same people, right? It's um, it's not first four figures. It's actually Saga. Oh, Saga themselves. Themselves are doing it. There's a little Easter egg in it, too, of a little glass of spilled milk on the floor. Because <laughs> uh, it's supposed is... to represent him him in a bar. Yeah. Right? Fight, fighting guys. Uh, so that's coming out. The You getting it? Yeah, I'm probably going to get it. <laughs> and because it's through Just Geek in the States, assuming they ship to Canada, I didn't look yet, mm. but they also sell the Rio Duck, Rubber Duck, the tubs thing. Mm. So I'm probably going to get that just because I'm going to get a chance to get it. I might as well get it now and save on shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of shipping, that limited run order finally showed up today of my messed up Streets of Rage order. <laughs> and I'm going to pose this question to our listeners. 
because I'm not. They may have still messed up the order. So with limited run games, whenever you buy something, you get one of those collector cards with it, like a trading card. Mm-hmm. When I bought the PlayStation version of it, I have the one like the limited edition that came in the big Genesis clamshell. It came with one of those cards. Then I get the regular Switch version, and it came with the same card. So I don't know if they gave me the wrong card or if there's multiple editions of a game, because I know there's four different Streets of Rage limited run trading cards. Oh. And I thought this if you bought a different edition, it came with a different card. It might give you a random card each time. Or is, that's what I'm kind of wondering. So if anyone, anyone listening to this podcast knows, please let us know. Um, I'd, love to, I'd love to know. Uh, what else? Um, there's a new Shenmue magazine coming out. Uh, it's called Saga Powered. They've have they have a few episodes or issues out right now, but the third one is going to be about Shenmue, and they are soliciting some people. They want some articles or little tidbits written about how the lay the game affected you or something. So I threw my hat in the ring for that. I don't. I literally just did it before I came over here while I was <laughs> eating supper. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to play, but that's kind of cool. They did show the cover of the magazine. It looks really neat, so I'll probably pick that up. Cool. Is that a Kickstarter thing? Uh, I, it's, you can pre-order it somehow. I don't know how what system they use. Um, I hadn't heard of the magazine before today. Apparently I followed them on Twitter or something, or Facebook. I'm not sure. Um, we'll get some feedback from last week's episode. People liked the just us chatting at the end when I was like, oh, turtles! <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should talk about more than just Shenmue, I guess, sometimes. We could do another podcast. Well, we, we've done other topics besides Shenmue before, but yeah. Um, what are you playing right now? What am I playing right now? Just Overwatch. I almost bought a, I, I almost bought a PS5 today. <laughs> what that, stopped you? Uh, the price. <laughs> um, it was at... <laughs> Funny, you're like, what stopped you? like, no. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was at EB Games here in Canada, and they only sell it in a bundle. It's the disc edition with uh, either Horizon Zero Dawn or Gran Turismo 7 and an extra controller. And you get uh, the console, the controller, and the game for $1,040. And I did the math of, of the retail of all of those things, and it should be $100 cheaper than that. So they're gouging you for an extra $100, and I didn't know retail places could do that. I think there's other things included with it. That's the, that's, think, that's all that was on the poster, and that's all the guy said was in it. I think it has, like, extended warranty and a stand, too, I think. Oh, okay. But they... Yeah. And pro tip about extended warranties for, like, video game consoles... Um, don't buy them because generally, if you use a credit card to buy them, most credit cards offer warranty service for one year beyond manufacturer's warranty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, just a little pro tip there. Yeah. But uh, I, I already told myself I wasn't going to buy a console until the first either Slim Revision or PS5 Pro. So I've got to stick to that. It was, it was just a momentary uh, weakness. So it was, it was right there in front of me. I was like, I could have a PS5 right now. I got no. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story about running into the guy buying one? No, I don't think at so. At EB, so or GameStop now. But there was a gentleman there. They had one in stock, and he he was having it in front of me in line. I was picking up like a game or something, and I was like, Oh, you got one? He's like, Yeah. And he's like, Sell it to you for like. <laughs> I think he said 1200 bucks or something. Dear God. And I'm like, no, no, no thanks. 
And he was, like, kind of joking, but kind of serious, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, man, I'll wait. He said that in the In the store, store. right in front of the employees. <laughs> so the minute he takes it and walks away and they start waiting on me, I looked the employee dead in the eye and said, do you think I could run faster than him? <laughs> <laughs> and the employee didn't know how to take it. I'm like, I'm joking. <laughs> um, did you get Elden Ring? No, I don't... I- I've I've tried um, Souls games as they're called a few times. I tried uh, Dark Souls one and Bloodborne at least, maybe also Dark Souls three. But I've I play them a little bit and then I'm like, it's just not for me. I don't know. I don't. I hate repeating shit over and over again and you die and then you have to you have to repeat it. So I just I want to move forward usually <laughs> in my gaming. And I just, I also don't like the aesthetic. The dark fantasy is does not really appeal to me that much. Yeah, they just look so bland to me. Yeah. There's nothing appealing about any of those games to me. Yeah. Um, I've been playing Street Rage 4, still doing the survival mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I made it to level 37. Nice. Which is pretty good. Uh, still playing a lot of Splatoon 2 online, too. Yeah. I really enjoy that game. It, that's one of those games where the concept of it just blew me away. Did you play uh, Risk of Rain? No. Have you heard of it? Yes. It's it's kind of like like survival mode in uh, Streets of Rage, where uh, you know you get power ups, and they're permanent power ups for your playthrough, and you just try to get further and further each time. I think GameStop has it for the PS4. If memory serves me correct, and it has Risk of Rain one. And there's two of them, isn't there? Yeah. It has one and two on the same disc. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got. Part two on the Switch. It was on sale real cheap one time. Maybe I'll look into that. Hmm. Well, we we can go upstairs and you can try it if you want after this. Um, what else have I been playing? Oh, uh, WCW NWO World Tour mm-hmm. for the Super or the N64. I just popped that in and tried to unlock. I unlocked all the characters except for the girl so far. Um, I just love those THQ wrestling games. They're freaking. How great. many of those were there? Uh, well, there's we had four of them in North America. We had WCW NWO World Tour, WCW NWO Revenge, WrestleMania 2000, and WWF No Mercy. In Japan, they also got Virtual Pro Wrestling and Virtual Pro Wrestling 2. Virtual Pro Wrestling is literally just the first WCW NWO World Tour with mm. more stuff added to it. The menus and everything are identical. Mm. There's just, there's like create a character or an editor in it, more modes, and just more characters. And then Virtual Pro Wrestling 2 um, is... I gotta get used to the menus more, but like people widely consider it the best wrestling game of all time. Whoa. And Japan also got... There's a Japanese version of WrestleMania 2000 as well. Cool. Um, Do you play the like the current wrestling games? Like I 2K, have, whatever? I have all of them up to 2K20. Um, I haven't, but I don't play them. I just collect them. Oh, okay. Um, I would like to go through. I know they revamped the whole series, like with the latest one. 2K they did, yeah. 20, 20, 22, 22, yeah. Because yeah. um, it, they, they skipped 21. They took a year off because. And they switched developers. They did. Yeah. And uh, WWE's actually looking at EA Sports or Electronic EA Sports, <laughs> Electronic Arts to uh, make the new one depending. They're the next one depending on how this one sells and reviews. Hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I'm trying to collect every wrestling game ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially from 8-bit onward. I don't really care about anything before the Nintendo or Master System. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's apparently a book out that's called Wrestling with Pixels that has all the wrestling games ever made up to like 2017 or 2018 in it. So hmm, cool. I hinted at my wife that that'd be a good birthday present. <laughs> So, yeah, I've just been playing Overwatch, and then the next thing I'm doing is, on Friday, uh, Borderlands Tiny Tina's Wonderland is coming out, and I'm going to play that with uh, some mutual friends of ours, because uh, they always get every new Borderlands game, and they invited me to join them. They usually just have three people, but I'll be their fourth this time, so that'll be fun. Adri- Adrian and those guys. I've never played a Borderlands game before. They're, they're good. In my life. They're funny. Uh, what else? Popping Goldeneye every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed that we might be getting Goldeneye on uh, the Xbox and the Switch. Oh, I thought you meant on like the online service for Nintendo or something. Well, yeah, that's the original Goldeneye might be coming towards that, mm. and then uh, the remake that was leaked might be on Switch and Xbox as well, mm. um, which would be awesome. That would be that's like a. I'm creating a list of, like, it was the top five games I'm hyped for, but I forget to put Cyberpunk Bomb Rush on it. Mm-hmm. And I forgot this Goldeneye on it as well, even though it's not confirmed. Mm-hmm. So I may have to update that list a bit. But if if they can get Goldeneye with ever, all the content in it on a modern system... With good controls. <laughs> it had great controls. No. <laughs> well, they wouldn't, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't map to a modern controller anyway, so they'd have to change them, wouldn't they? Uh, yeah, I mean the C buttons for strafing and stuff. Yeah. But uh, that might be the most impressive thing in video game history if that can be done. Because of you have the James Bond license. You have the James Bond theme license. You have... It's a rare Microsoft property on a Nintendo... Pierce, published by Nintendo. Pierce Brosnan's facial likeness. You have all of the likenesses <laughs> of, yeah, Pierce Brosnan plus everyone else mm-hmm. that's in the game. You also have the license to potentially Goldeneye to make games because that went from Rare <laughs> to EA to Activision <laughs> and now whoever holds that. Mm. Um, you have the rights to, uh, like, the actual... Goldeneye film, like through it was, I think MGM mm-hmm. does the yeah. James Bond movies. Somebody just bought them. Was it Amazon that bought MGM? Yes, I'm pretty sure it was Amazon. Yeah. Um, so you, there's just so much, and now Amazon's in the the gaming atmosphere as well, the gaming realm with Luna, is it called? Yeah, I think so. So there's just there's too much content. There's, there's too many too much red tape to cut through to <laughs> yeah. to get this. But if by any miracle it actually gets done I'll be first one playing it well I mean did you see like all the leaked stuff of that completed uh, GoldenEye remake that's what that, I'm talking about yeah it's oh it's it's that game that never came out years ago yeah that they're coming kind of, out yeah supposedly oh okay um so, so they just took what was previously done and I assume polished it even further. Yeah, and like it still looks Goldeneye. Like mm. they don't change, they change the textures on everything, but like it's still Goldeneye. Yeah. It's still the exact same game. Nice. Um, which again is, Goldeneye is in my top 10 games of all time. Mm. I can I can go through and play on the hardest difficulty, Bunker 2. 
with throwing the strategies that you do use guns eventually but you use the throwing knives and i can beat that level without getting hit (laughs) and as a kid i ran through it as a maniac and got the time in like the three or four minutes or whatever it is (laughs) to it's also an italia level so it makes you want to put a gun in your own mouth (laughs) because she's the worst right um yeah all right well we should wrap it up i guess uh so catch us on the socials shenmue at shenmue m2 pod on twitter shenmue m2 podcast at gmail.com let us know if you have any problems getting this i think it's all sorted out i think we're all good to go on that front facebook page group dojo we're all there and we'd like to thank our sponsor this week the golden shopping mall now homeless person free yay (laughs) Bye. bye